Good Sunday morning to you. If you're out there on the road, slow it down just a little bit. Because it's kind of slippery on some of those roadways with all that. Eh, that sort of rainy, drizzly, wintry stuff coming down real slow. But again, it's causing some very slick conditions out there. Well, today is Sunday, January 22nd of 2023. And Isaac, we are celebrating National Polka Dot Day today. All right. Uh, I'm sure you're wearing polka dots. But if not, you can also celebrate National Blonde Brownie Day. That's for those of you who don't like that chocolate chocolate. You like the sort of the white chocolate in your brownies. Let's take a look at history for January 22nd. In 1901, Queen Victoria died. Also on this day in 1930, in New York, excavation began for the Empire State Building. On this day in 1944, Allied forces began landing at Anzio, Italy during World War II. Also on this day in 1950, Alger Hiss, who was a former advisor to President Franklin Roosevelt, was convicted of perjury. 1951, this is kind of an interesting one. Fidel Castro was ejected from a Winter League baseball game after hitting a batter. (laughs) He gave up baseball and went into politics right after that. Well, we know what happened then. All right, in 1961, Wilma Rudolph set a world indoor record in the women's 60-yard dash. She ran that in 6.9 seconds. But here's something a lot of people growing up in the 60s remember. It was on this day in 1968 that Rowan and Martin's Laughing debuted on NBC. <laughs> hey, you know, a terrible thing happened the other day. I was playing golf with Jim Henderson, yeah. and I sliced my drive, see? Yeah and went over the fence, through a windshield, and caused a terrible accident. No kidding, what are you gonna do about it? I think I'm gonna try moving my right hand over a little bit. Blacker, shut up! Who's there? Boo, boo, boo. Well, if you're gonna cry about it, I won't cry. Sucky to me, sucky to me, sucky to me. And that was the show that gave us actress Goldie Hawn. In 1973, Joe Frazier lost his first fight of his professional career to George Foreman. Also on this day in 1973, the Supreme Court struck down state laws restricting abortions during the first six months of pregnancy. That was the Roe v. Wade case, which was just overturned here in the last year. Also on this day in 1983, Bjorn Borg retired from tennis. In 1984... Thank him for that. Apple introduced the Macintosh during the third quarter of, of the Super Bowl. In 1997, the Senate confirmed Madeleine Albright as the first female Secretary of State. And in 2002, Amazon announced it posted its first net profit. And is there con- a connection? Because also on that day, Kmart filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Let's take a look at birthdays for January 22nd. If you were born on this day, you share this birthday with Sir Francis Bacon, also Lord Byron, the poet. D.W. Griffith, who made a lot of movies, was born on this day, as was George Balanchine, the choreographer, and also born on this day in 1931, the incredible singer Sam Cooke. Another sad night that I ain't got nobody Saturday night, it's Sunday morning, and also on this day, actress Piper Laurie was born, TV's Hulk, Bill Bixby was born on this day in 1934, author Joseph Wambaugh was born in 1936, and of course, he kind of gave us all those TV shows, because his book, The New Centurions, about what it was like for police officers 
it paved the way for a lot of movies and television shows and books that also featured that particular plot line. Actor John Hurt was born on this day in 1940. Diane Lane is celebrating a birthday. And also, DJ Jazzy Jeff was born on this day in 1965. Parents just don't understand. Yep, that was back when <laughs> rap was rap. Okay, also born on this day. I can't believe it. Linda Blair, the little girl from The Exorcist, is 64 today. Actress Olivia Dubot was born. Balthazar Getty. Also, Chef Guy Fieri is celebrating a birthday, as is Steve Perry from Journey. Just a small town girl. Well, even if you didn't remember when that song first was released, I think everybody identifies it with the finale of The Sopranos. We've got a busy show today on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Mark Cass is going to be here to tell us which company with local ties is returning with an ad in the Super Bowl broadcast this year. Also, if you served in the Navy or if you were a Marine, we have a retired general telling us about a scholarship for which your son or daughter might be eligible. Rock legend David Crosby died this week, as you're aware, and Dwayne Dudek reveals a little-known fact about his father. I think you're going to find this fascinating. Also, as you're getting in shape this January, Laura Sutherland, our consumer expert, cautions you about purchasing dietary supplements. We're going to take a look, a look back at the week in review. Wyatt Barmer Pooley is in the newsroom. Isaac's here helping out. And in just a couple minutes, we have Dominic Catronio in sports. It's all right here on WTMJ, where it is 26 degrees at 814. A busy Saturday of basketball. We start in the college ranks with the Milwaukee Panthers battling for first in the Horizon League. Freeman spinning, floating, missing. Offensive rebound is BJ's. He goes up. He puts it in. It's a new career high for Freeman. He's got it even 30. And the lead is 16. Scott Warris on the call on 101.7 The Truth. The Panthers win 88-75 over Youngstown State. Head coach Bart Lundy. We're not going to be anybody's. No, nobody's going to take us lightly. You right. know, they're gonna, we're, we're in the hunted now. Uh, our guys got to realize that if, if we take time off, uh, if we take a game off, we take possessions off, uh, you know, everyone in this league is good enough to beat you. Yeah. So Now at 8-2, and two, the Panthers are halfway through conference play in first place. The Marquette Golden Eagles swept the season series with Seton Hall in a blowout 74-53 win over the Pirates. He'll drive baseline under the basket to a flashing Iguodaro. Oh, he stops wow. it, counted in a foul. My goodness. Steve Homer True on the call on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. Oso Iguodaro had his hands everywhere. A perfect 7-for-7 seven seven from the floor, 6 rebounds, 3 steals, and even 2 blocks. Now MU is just a half game back of first in the Big East. You know, they, they have more size and physicality than us at certain positions, but I told the guys, when we have five working together, that can, that can really take away from that. I, th I thought defensively this is one of the best games we've played in a while. Head coach Shaka Smart. Not everything was perfect for basketball. The Bucks fall again to the Cavs, 114-102, and once again without Giannis Dedekumpo. He missed his fifth straight game with knee soreness. 
And in the NFL, the Chiefs defeat the Jags 27-20, but with an injury scare to Patrick Mahomes, the MVP quarterback suffered a right ankle sprain in the second quarter. He missed one drive, but did return in the second half. And the Eagles ran all over the Giants in a 38-7 win. Philly had more rushing yards than New York had total yards. Here are the two games today. The Bills will host the Bengals at 2 o'clock on CBS, and the Cowboys-49ers rivalry is renewed in the Bay at 5.30 on Fox. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Wow, Patrick uh, Mahone really looked hurt, and that's amazing what he did in that game last night. Something, of course, you know, you want to keep an eye on because what he is the oldest quarterback now in the playoffs. How old is he? I think it's 27. Hey, speaking of 27, it's 27 degrees right now, and we're going to have your forecast in just a minute, along with Mark Cass. It's all Adam Wisconsin weekend morning news. out there if you're driving so you want to be careful because we've got some light snow going on it's cloudy we'll get up to about 33 degrees then tonight partly cloudy down to 23 tomorrow looks mostly sunny and breezy with a high of 35 on tuesday more of those clouds and we'll get up to about 34 then wednesday we've got another chance for some snow showers under cloudy skies 34 degrees and thursday another chance of snow showers mostly cloudy and a high of 31 right now in cedarburg 24 degrees Oak Creek has 26. It's 24 in Brookfield. We have 27 at WTMJ at 821. And it's time to check in with Mark Cass, the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. Well, Mark, there's been a lot of talk about a recession and even more talk about inflation. And you had the opportunity this week to talk with a leading economist at the Milwaukee Business Journal's economic forecast event. What were you hearing? You know, interesting, Libby. He heard some things that were probably positive, other things that maybe not so positive. One is he says he's pretty certain we're going to have a recession, probably a little later than he thought originally. So he's saying later 23 or 24. He is saying, though, he doesn't expect it to be horrible. Hopefully it'll be just a mild recession. The key thing is inflation. He talked a lot about inflation, the fact that it was 8 to 9% last year. It's come down. It's now around 6%. He'd like to see it around 3 or 2 So there's a lot of uncertainty right now. What he kind of advised people in the room was to be smart to be patient and not to overreact, to think through any expansion project you have, think through any large expense you have, figure it out because the next 12 months is probably going to be a little rocky. But then after that, hopefully things will improve and inflation will be under control. The problem now is it's hard to say this, but everyone's happy with 6% inflation. Think about that. Years ago, it was 3% or 2% was kind of the norm. Now we're all happy at 6 That's Oh, wait, wait, wait. Maybe you continue. are. I'm, wait a minute. You might be <laughs> I don't happy know about with that. 6%. Well, I'm not. The, you know, the eggs in the milk you're buying now, that costs 30 bucks. You know, that's, oh, man, it's crazy. Well, yeah, my husband's going to give me a dozen eggs for Valentine's Day instead of exactly. diamonds this year. Yeah. yeah. I could, he's a smart man. I like that. He's, he knows how to spend his money right. Well, let's talk about something, though, that will be affected one way or the other if there's an economic downturn, and that would be Harley-Davidson. And the CEO made some very interesting comments last week. He says that he thinks the motorcycle company will become all electric. Now, wait a second. Does that mean we're not going to hear that so identifiable hum? Yeah, of the Harleys. I think the most important thing here, Libby, is that he's not talking about tomorrow. He's not talking about next week. He's not talking about next year. He's probably talking 20 years or more kind of down the road when you or I, or maybe just I won't be doing this, but others will. I think he obviously wants a long term, but Harley's got a long time to go. I mean, Harley's sound of their motorcycle is what they're most well-known for. That loud room, as you said. And have they made some inroads in terms of electric bikes? Yes. Very small, though. They've only sold a few 
few. So for him to make that statement is interesting because it's obviously what he thinks should happen over time, but they got a long ways to go. They got to figure out how to add more customers now, how to expand their, their base, add in more countries, really look to grow their overall customers because for them to survive long term, and I believe they will, it's really about adding new customers. And that room, as you said, is still very appealing to a lot of people. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Well, the Milwaukee Common Council was busy this week. They finally approved that 25-story apartment right. tower at the Gall House. When are they starting construction? Soon. And here we go, talking about more apartments, right? More high-rises on the lakefront right in the heart of the city. It's amazing to me how many more units we're adding. Here are 25 stories on the lakefront, on a prime site, more apartments on the higher end in terms of cost. Really, when you add in the Couture, you add in the Heinz Project, you add in the Ascent, you add in Nova, there's just a lot going on. And then another 25-story one that's actually being talked about on the east side of Milwaukee. Really, a lot of options for people, and we're not adding so many people. So there's going to be some losers in this. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be some of the older properties that are going to need to up their game to hold on to people, offer incentives. I mean, if you're looking to rent... Over the next few years on the high end, you're going to have a lot of choices. I think it's good for the city overall. It'll be interesting to see how they're all full and if long-term they all survive. Well, you know, Mark, these football games this weekend, I just can't yeah, get of, excited because the Packers aren't there. I, I forget. Know. Are the Packers on at 3 o'clock today or noon? I don't uh, know. Never mind that. I'm yeah, not going to Never mind. That. That's right. But there's a big game coming up here at the end of the season, and Molson Coors is returning yeah. to the Super Bowl for the first right. time since, what, the 80s? 30 years. 30 years. Remember some of those? They had some really great commercials back in those days. And this is a big move for them. Anheuser has controlled this game and controlled the commercials. Think about it in terms of the Clydesdales and everything. We always remember the big commercials. And for them to have a commercial, it'll involve both Miller Lite and Coors Light. To have them up there to get that exposure is great. Overall, they're only paying $6.5 million for it, Libby. So just probably what you make in a year there at the radio station, <laughs> I understand. But, you know, a lot of money for an ad to really high profile for them. So it's good for them. It's good for the company. But an interesting reaction. And if they hit, because remember, we always talk at the Super Bowl, but we talk about we talk about the hits, we talk about the misses, and then we talk about the ones we laugh at, right? Let's hope they're on the hits side. Oh, let's hope so. I can't wait to see what they come up with. Well, finally, big week for the Milwaukee Business Journal. You had your yeah. highly anticipated 2023 class of 40 under 40. I didn't make it again. But... 41. You were 41. <laughs> yeah, just you're talking about year, my age, there. right? Yeah, oh, of I, I, I think I may have aged out. But anyway, how yeah. many nominations did you receive, and who are some of the winners? Just amazing, again, how many. We've actually received over 300 nominations this year. It's high oh. profile. Everybody wants to be on this list. Great list of winners, which we've rolled out over the past week, and includes our mayor. I mean, first African-American elected mayor. He's only in his mid-30s, doing great things. You have the head of the Wisconsin Humane Society on this list. You have a lot of up-and-coming young professionals, leaderships. The thing I love about this list, Libby, is everyone asks me, who are our future leaders? We have a lot of individuals in our community who are older, who are doing amazing things. Now, what our list shows you is here are the up-and-comers. Over the years, and we've been doing this for over 20 years, our winners have gone on to be mayor, they've gone on to be CEOs, they've gone on to make an impact on the community. So as we look to the future and we look to how to grow this community, the mayor has talked about we want to grow to a million people, we got to bring in young executives, young professionals. And who helps you with that? Other young executives, right? So here's a group that's really on the rise in all industries throughout the regions and just very excited about this and excited about the fun we're going to have with them over the next few weeks. Oh, there's no doubt about it. But next year, I'm coming back with your list. I'm not going to say what it is. I'm sure it's 40 under 40 or maybe a little over 40 under 40. How about 40 over 40? <laughs> there we go. There we go. I mean, one year I did 8 over 80. Not that you would ever make that list, Libby, but I did 8 oh. over 80, and it was fabulous. We had such fun with it. That's Actually, that is a great idea. You need to do that one again. Mark Cass, it's always so nice to talk with you. 
It's always great. You have a great week, and I'll talk to you next week. It's 27 degrees at 827 on WTMJ. Welcome back. I'm Libby Collins on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Next hour, we're going to be joined by a retired Marine general. He has news about a scholarship if you served in the Navy or the Marine Corps and uh, something your children might be uh, eligible for. That's all I had on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. It's 839, or I'm sorry, 835, I should say. Well, this was quite a week. Harley announced plans to rock Milwaukee. Bail reform was on the ballot, and believe it or not, D. Wade was in the house. Well, the Week in Review is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. situation is that green bay or is that nope somewhere else? we are not, not sure. going but through this crap again shut down what else is on the... i'm ready for this my whole life three two one it's down i have a dream honoring dr king on this mlk day today children of all ages celebrating the legacy of dr martin luther king at the ymca of metropolitan milwaukee for in this world of darkness and doubt we need more light more love, more truth. More documents marked classified have now been discovered by President Biden's attorneys at the family home. The president's attorneys immediately handed over the documents to the National Archives. You've now legitimized all of the investigations House Republicans have been wanting to conduct. Starting Wednesday, Dodge County will no longer have a district attorney or any full-time state prosecutors. Within 48 hours, if they're not in front of a judge with a prosecutor reviewing the case, they're getting released. A suspect shot by a Kenosha County Sheriff's deputy has died. A shooting out Outside Southridge Mall leaves a teenage boy injured. Madonna, I dare you mm-hmm. to do a world tour and play your greatest mother. <laughs> the answer is, yeah. It's going to be an unforgettable year. Harley Davidson CEO Jakin Zeitz. The company says the Foo Fighters will headline a big event Saturday, July 15th. Ladies and gentlemen, Foo Fighters. The husband of a Massachusetts woman who has been missing since New Year's Day has now been formally charged with her murder. At 4.55 a.m. on January 1st, search. How long before a body starts to smell? At 4.58 a.m., how to stop a body from decomposing. What an idiot! There are 23 eyes, 9 nose, and the resolution is adapted. Looks increasingly this morning like there will be a proposed change to the Wisconsin Constitution up for your vote. Claiming this is about something other than our broken bail system is ridiculous. A pair of Racine police officers are recovering after they were hit with birdshot while responding to a domestic disturbance Tuesday night. Hardy City has filed for Chapter 11 Bankruptcy Protection. Not Wednesday's event at Dugout 54 was a chance for Brewers fans to mix and mingle with their favorite players, Brewers manager Craig Council. To get back together again with fans, it feels right, and that means you know the season's right around the corner. Behind the wheel, the original Gravedigger, it's Weston Anderson! What's your vehicle that you drive around town in? Uh, you know, everybody expects me to say like a Corvette or a Ferrari or something, but I drive a 20-year-old GMC Sierra. I see you're a man of culture as well. Alec Baldwin and Armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed will each be charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter following the onset death of Rust cinematographer Helena Hutchins. Call Booker. The issue is going to be how in the heck did a live round get into that fire? Jones set the distance record for acrobatic archer. She did it while standing on her hands and then hit the bullseye. Somebody told me to do this, Dwayne. Somebody told me to introduce you as the second best basketball player ever to lace him up at Marquette University. Steve Novak told me to say that. I was like, oh, Bush Lee? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> somebody who actually did something? Pow. Oh! Rusty, what do you got? 
Coming up next, how much sucking is going on at your house? What? <laughs> the Week in Review is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, if you are trying to get in shape this January, as your New Year's resolution, are you uh, looking at buying some dietary supplements? Well, you better be careful before you put them on the counter and, and pay for them. And Laura Sutherland, our consumer expert, has details for you. It's coming up next right here on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Well, if you're out on the roads, be careful this morning because we've got that light snow mix going on for the next couple of hours. It is going to be cloudy all day with a high of 33. Right now, Waukesha, 24 degrees. Back one, you have 24. It's 28 in Racine, and we have 27 at WTMJ at 842. And we also have consumer expert, Laura Sutherland. Well, Laura Sutherland... I don't know. We've heard the phrase, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it must be a duck. But you're talking about another kind of quackery this time around. Health fraud, absolutely. Health fraud or medical quackery, we often call it, can prey on people who are suffering from diseases that may have no complete medical cures, as well as wishful thinkers who want easy weight loss or improvements to their personal appearance. Medical quacks profit when they can convince people that their products are the easy path to better health and more attractiveness. Many dietary supplements, however, are safe everyday products and can be used, but folks should know that they're not being evaluated for safety or efficacy by the Federal Food and Drug Administration. And that means that some of these products can endanger your health and postpone relief by diverting people from proper medical diagnosis and treatment to a serious illness. These bogus products themselves can even cause health problems. So if you have a question about the value of a product that you've seen advertised, ask your primary health care provider if this is the right product for you. Some of the things that you should consider in protecting yourself is, you know, don't trust your health to a salesperson or an ad or a TV commercial. And don't believe claims about a secret miracle drug that works wonders on a wide variety of ailments. You know, those commercials where it cures everything from cancer to ear infections and everything in between, that is a real red flag. Don't buy medical devices or bracelets or other products without first consulting your doctor or an appropriate healthcare professional. And be skeptical of claims of dramatic weight loss, immediate weight loss, or recaptured youth. These are the types of things that medical quacks will try to sell you on and you should be very suspicious about. You should always consult your doctor or a healthcare provider about serious medical conditions so you don't lose your money, and also you don't harm your health. And if you think for any reason that something you're looking at buying could possibly be a scam, let's tell them how to reach you at DadCap. Give us a call at our Consumer Protection Hotline at 1-800-422-7128. And you can visit our website at datcp.wi.gov where you can find out about scams and frauds and you can file a complaint if you think you've been a victim of one. It's 27 degrees at 844. You're just a minute away from Dominic Catroni on sports right here on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. We start with a battle for first place in the Horizon League. Youngstown State in town taking on the Milwaukee Panthers. Panthers break the pressure. Freeman lob it up. Ahmad Rand will send it down and bring this crowd to their feet. My goodness. Scott Warris on the call on 101.7 The Truth. The Panthers win 88-75 to behind a career-high 30 points from B.J. Freeman. The Panthers led for virtually the last 30 minutes of the game. 
Head coach Bart Lundy on their success. Our guys gave just a just a huge defensive effort. Um, you know, we got rebounds when we needed to, uh, got stops when we needed to, uh, and uh, just couldn't be couldn't be more proud of their of their effort. The Marquette Golden Eagles are also flirting with first place in Big East play. Nolik gives into the corner. Cam Jones will try a three. Perfect. Oh, baby. <laughs> Steve Homer true on the call as Marquette dominates Seton Hall and sweeps the season series, a 74-53 final. Cam Jones led all scorers with 22 points, including 5 of 9 from 3. As for the Milwaukee Bucks, they're still trying to figure things out without Giannis Adetokounmpo. He missed his fifth straight game Saturday with knee soreness as the Bucks fall to the Cavs 114-102. Both Drew Holiday and Bobby Portis had double-doubles in the loss, but offensively, head coach Mike Budenholzer thought there was more to be found. We just got a little bit stagnant and... Um, you know, I think I think against this team and their length and, and everything, I don't think that's you know to anybody's advantage. And the NFL divisional round has got going on Saturday. Two games: the Chiefs defeat the Jags 27 to 20, despite Patrick Mahomes rolling his ankle in the second quarter. And the Eagles absolutely dominate the Giants 38 to 7. Two more games today: a rematch of the Bengals and Bills emotional Monday Night Football contest. That game is in Buffalo at two o'clock on CBS. And the nightcap is the. 49ers hosting the Cowboys as the rivalry shifts to the postseason. That game kicks at 5.30 on Fox. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Okay, thanks so much, Dominic. It is 8.47. We have a little bit of light snow out there. Be very careful if you're driving. It doesn't look like it's slippery, but guess what? It is. We'll get up to about 33 degrees tonight, partly cloudy, down to 23. Tomorrow, sun comes back, uh, 35 for a high. Then clouds again on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday when we have another chance of snow showers. Those temperatures remaining in the low to mid-30s throughout the week. Right now, we're looking at temperatures around southeastern Wisconsin and Sheboygan. 25 degrees. Franklin has 26. Uh, Brookfield, 25. We have 27 degrees at WTMJ. And coming up in just a minute, it's Dwayne Dudek. He's got some interesting tidbits about singer David Crosby. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. morning news my goodness that sounds like tom jones well somebody can tell us about that it's dwayne dudek he is of course is our entertainment critic and and dwayne am i right is that tom jones that i just heard there do you remember tom jones had a variety show i believe i'm not sure what network it was on it looks i don't it could have been abc and for some reason crosby stills and nash were on and they performed long time gone which is a classic uh I don't know if it's a Crosby song. I think it might be. And um, Tom Jones sang the lead, where uh, Crosby uh, Stills was on um, keyboard on organ, uh, and uh, 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 Crosby and Nash sang harmonies, and Neil Young played guitar. And it's it's the coolest clip. It's I posted it on my. Uh, Twitter page on the Dudek Abides. Take a look. Uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Tom Jones. They should have toured together. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, Tom Jones is, I saw him at, I think it was the Riverside a few years ago. Incredible performer. But but David Crosby, I always, you know, his harmonies were so 
fantastic and all those songs that he did. It's really, I, you know, it's like the passing of one of the greatest hippie musicians ever. Yeah, it was uh, a sad, uh, sad end, I guess. 81 years old is a pretty remarkable age, but uh, uh, he died last week, of course, a member of Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and then, of course, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Um, you, you know, I've I been reading a lot of tributes, and, and one called him a prickly dude who burned bridges because he did have such a turbulent life and career. Uh, that was Thor Christensen, a, a, a rock critic who wrote that. But, you know, he made beautiful music and these intricate harmonies with uh, uh, Graham Nash and Stephen Stills will, will last forever. Uh, you know, uh, interesting stuff about him. Um, uh, you know, his father, Floyd Crosby, uh, won an Oscar in 1931 for Taboo. Um, uh, F.W. Murnau movie, and then he won a Golden Globe. He was a cinematographer. I don't know if I mentioned You're that. Kidding. And he, then he won a Golden Globe in 1953 for High Noon, and later ended up directing a bunch of beach blanket bingo type movies in the 1960s. His dad had 128 credits in IMDb, uh, and uh, David was born 10 years after he won that Oscar in 1941. And then 40 years after uh, uh, his dad won an Oscar, uh, uh, David appeared in an Oscar-winning movie called Woodstock. Well, you know, I did not know that about his father. That is that is such an interesting tidbit. You mentioned the movie Woodstock and uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash. Just incredible in that. But where can you see that film? Well, you can watch it on Prime, but you're going to have to pay um, two ninety nine. I think if you can afford it, you can watch it. And of course, you you know, I recommend going to the the public library system in in Milwaukee. They have a really good selection of uh, DVDs and. Uh, Wauwatosa is is my library, and I'm sure it's on the shelves there if you really want to check it out. And I I wouldn't be surprised if it pops up on one of the other streaming services. But, of course, uh, Michael Wadley won the uh, Oscar for Best Documentary for Woodstock. Uh, You know, the event happened in August uh, of 1969, and uh, the movie came out like the next year, 1970. Um, You know, and, and, and Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Young, are featured in it prominently. They do three songs, Sweet Judy, Blue Eyes, Sea of Madness, and and uh, Crosby's Wooden Ships. Uh, they have an iconic performance in a landmark film about a historic uh, event. Um, and, you know, it uh, It was only their second performance, so they were kind of nervous, at, but, you know, they've lasted. And it, it isn't the only film that Crosby's featured. And he there was a documentary, I think, in 2019 called Remember My Name. It's about his life. Uh, it's a play on the title of his first haunting solo album, If I Could Only Remember My Name. And this documentary is a warts and all trip down memory lane uh, with Crosby at the age of 77 looking back and being brutally honest about his life and career, uh, his relationships, his breakups, his drug use, his arrest. Um, and there are plenty of clips and songs and photos. Uh, it's uh, from 2019, Remember My Name, and it's also uh, streaming on various platforms for for a small price. Well, because you know so many little tidbits, tell us who which role he inspired in another Oscar-nominated ah. and winning movie. Well, that was in that was in the New York Times obituary. He he certainly did have a kind of an influence on the culture in a lot of different ways, and uh, he was said to be 
an inspiration for the uh, Dennis Hopper character in uh, Easy Rider, uh, Billy, uh, you know, who had the mustache, the fringe jacket, the long hair. So he kind of looked like him. I don't know how directly that influence was, but if it's in the New York Times, it must be possibly uh, true. He was also on um, two episodes of The Simpsons, um, including uh, an episode in which he gave the Grammy uh, to, to uh, uh, I think Homer's barbershop group called the B Sharps. Uh, <laughs> so he has been uh, in the culture uh, ever since uh, uh, ever since uh, the sixties. Well, we've got to look at, at the Oscars. You got to give us an Oscar preview because they're going to announce the nominees this Tuesday, and we just had those SAG awards last week. And I know you've you well, voted, the nominations. don't you? Or the, I'm sorry, the nominations. No, I voted. Yeah, you voted I voted in the, the Critics', Critics Choice Awards. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And there's some, you know, that's the thing about the, all these awards, <clears throat> nominations, and, and the Critics' Choice, and even Golden Globes, even though I don't believe they should exist. Um, they are a lot of usual suspects, and you're going to see the same names popping up and up. I don't see a lot of surprises coming up. Everything, everything, everything everywhere, all at once one best picture at the critics choice awards uh probably will get an oscar nomination uh the banshees of Isherin, currently on hbo will get a nomination i'm sure the fablemans uh spielberg's movie was kind of um i think it was kind of snubbed in a couple places but uh you can expect a few nominations and maybe a best picture it's it's uh, you can buy it right now on amazon avatar of course the way of the water it did not get a director's guild nomination surprisingly for james cameron uh, but uh, that is not streaming yet, of course. Tar uh, is, uh, is with Cape um, Blanchett. Is uh, uh, you can rent that on Amazon. Elvis uh, with Austin but- Aaron Butler is on HBO. Top Gun, Tom Cruise, I believe, is streaming on um, on HBO. And uh, you know, I I'll qu- I, th- I think a dark horse will be all quiet on the Western Front. You probably haven't seen it. It's on Netflix. It's a, th- a three hour remake of the uh, 1930 anti-war film this one in german uh and the novel was originally published in german so uh, it's a brilliant scary film and i would like to see my favorite film of last year rrr sneak in there as a best picture it won best song in some group that just gave it up maybe it was the baftas i i don't remember where it was nominated so those are like some of the films that are, are likely to be nominated and they're and they're performers aaron butler elvis uh, Colin Farrell for Banshees, Brendan Fraser, uh, Michelle Yeoh, probably Daniel Deadweiler as uh, Emma Till's mom until Kate Blanchett will probably get a nomination and Viola Davis for The Woman King. So those are some of the some of the nominations that you can expect. And they've been percolating through the awards system for the past couple months. Dwayne, do you think that Tom Cruise will get nominated for the Top Gun Maverick sequel? Uh, no, but I think Top Gun could get nominated for Best Picture. I don't think Cruz will get nominated. However, he hasn't been yet, I don't think, in any of these award shows. That shooter is still... Okay, well, I want to take uh, one last look at some movie. I haven't seen it, but everybody who has says it's amazing. Reached how much money at the box office? <clears throat> well, it's only... Avatar 2 is only at $2 billion. I'm sorry, oh. it's kind of like slacking off it only made a it didn't make very much last week but it was still the number one uh, film it's in fact it's been the number one film over the past six weekends it's currently the sixth highest grossing film of all time 
uh, at $1.9 billion. It'll probably cross $2 billion. And, of course, the number one rated uh, or box office film is uh, made $2.9 billion. And do you, you know what the number one highest grossing film is? Of all time? Yeah. Um, is it still Titanic? No, no, but it is in the top uh, five. Uh, it, it is Avatar. So James Cameron eventually will have the top three films probably in the uh, highest grossing category. Kind of have a feeling James Cameron uh, has a lot of money from all those movies. <laughs> Hey, listen, Dwayne, it is always great to hear from you. And, of course, if you want to uh, check out his movie and television reviews, you can look at the Dudagabides on Twitter and Facebook. Thanks so much, Dwayne. Thank you. It's 9 o'clock on WTMJ. We'll be back after the news with Wyatt. And guess who got married this past couple of days? We'll talk about it. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Libby Collins, welcome back to the second hour of Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. A little bit later on this hour, we're going to be talking with a retired general from the Marine Corps. He has, um, well, he has some news. If you had a, if you served in either the Navy or the Marines, and um, about a scholarship for your kids, we're also going to talk about an event going on in Waukesha. But uh, right now, Wyatt, have to ask you. Do you think you're ever too old for love? Well, I'm 24 years old, so uh, maybe check back in a couple decades. In a couple decades, like like when you're 40 or so. Well, you know, a lot of people, they think that uh, once they get into their 60s, 70s, even 80s, that it's just too old, too much trouble, uh, just too much to get involved in a in a romance or or certainly to marry again. But this one, this one I think is really interesting. What a way to celebrate your 93rd birthday. Apparently, Buzz Aldrin, who was the second person to ever set his foot on the moon way back in 1969, uh, here's a guy right after Neil Armstrong. He got married for the fourth time on Friday. Do you know how old he is? You just said it. He's 93. Unbelievable. And there are pictures of he and his and his lovely wife, who, by the way, is 30 years younger. She's 63. And uh, there's photos of them. And she's dressed in a beautiful lace gown. He is, of course, in a, in a, a tux along with all of his military honors. Yeah, and he was he was looking, looking sharp. He was looking sharp for 93. You know, I was going to say. And you know what he said? He says it's like a couple of teenagers who have eloped. Yeah, I suppose at that point, you got nothing to lose. You find the right person. Um, my friends and I were discussing this yesterday because she is 30 years younger than him, but also in her 60s, so very much a, a person who can make her own decisions. Uh, my friend pointed out that uh, she's probably old enough for him because she she can remember him landing on the moon. <laughs> I, I, I do too, actually. But I think 93, good for Buzz Aldrin if he's entering into another marriage. I think it's... Uh, quite an interesting way. We should all celebrate our 93rd birthdays like that. Yeah, just even if you're already married, just get get up, get dressed up nicely and throw a party. Yeah, why not? All right.
right. Thanks so much, Wyatt. You'll be back with us at 930. You know, I mentioned a few minutes ago that there's a, a very special event going on in Waukesha, and it's all to celebrate a, a really great organization. And we're going to be telling you about that in just a few minutes. But right now, at 911, as uh, Wyatt just said, it's uh, still a little bit slippery out there. So watch yourself if you're out there on those roads, because that uh, very light snow is going to continue at least for the uh, next hour or two. All right, 912 is our time, and in just a couple minutes, we've got Dominic Catroni on sports. It's all ahead right here on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. A busy Saturday of basketball. We start on the college ranks with the Milwaukee Panthers battling for first in the Horizon League. Freeman spinning, floating, missing. Offensive rebound is BJ's. He goes up. He puts it in. It's a new career high for Freeman. He's got it even 30. And the lead is 16. Scott Warris on the call on 101.7 The Truth. The Panthers win 88-75 to over Youngstown State. Head coach Bart Lundy. We're not going to be anybody's no nobody's going to take us lightly right. you know they're gonna we're, we're in the hunted now uh our guys got to realize that if, if we take time off uh if we take a game off we take possessions off uh you know everyone in this league's good enough to beat you yeah. so now at eight and two the panthers are halfway through conference play in first place the marquette golden eagles swept the season series with seton hall in a blowout 74 53 win over the pirates he'll drive baseline under the basket to a flashing you go down oh, he stops wow. it Counted in a foul. Oh my goodness. Steve Homer True on the call on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. Oso Igadaro had his hands everywhere. A perfect 7 for 7 from the floor. Six rebounds, three steals, and even two blocks. Now MU is just a half game back of first in the Big East. You know, they, they have more size and physicality than us at certain positions, but I told the guys, when we have five working together, that can, that can really take away from that. I, I thought... Defensively, this is one of the best games we've played in a while. Head coach Shaka Smart. Not everything was perfect for basketball. The Bucks fall again to the Cavs, 114-102, and once again without Giannis Dedekumpo. He missed his fifth straight game with knee soreness. And in the NFL, the Chiefs defeat the Jags 27-20, but with an injury scare to Patrick Mahomes, the MVP quarterback suffered a right ankle sprain in the second quarter. He missed one drive, but did return in the second half. And the Eagles ran all over the Giants in a 38-7 win. Philly had more rushing yards than New York had total yards. Here are the two games today. The Bills will host the Bengals at 2 o'clock on CBS, and the Cowboys-49ers rivalry is renewed in the Bay at 5.30 on Fox. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. You know, it's really hard for me to get, um, well, to get excited about any of these football games. I mean, they're, they're good games. Certainly watching Patrick Mahomes play after he injured his ankle yesterday, that was kind of exciting. And I guess we're kind of, at least in my house, we're looking forward to seeing Mike McCarthy tonight with the Dallas Cowboys. But it just doesn't feel the same this year without the Packers in those playoff games, does it? All right, it's 9-16. Uh, we're coming up to about 27 degrees right now. Well, I don't know how often you go to McDonald's. I, you know, I go occasionally. But um, I don't think of it as being really high-end food. But there are some chefs right here in our backyard who are going to elevate all of those McDonald's dishes, and it all goes to a good cause, and we're going to hear about it. It's all ahead right here on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. 
I know it doesn't look like you have to drive slowly this morning, but we are getting more and more reports all around the city, 41, 43, uh, 794, about some extremely slick areas. So take it easy because, yes, we do have that very light snow early this morning. It's going to clear up later on, but if you're on your way anywhere today, just take it a little bit easy. We're going to get up to about 33 degrees. It's going to be on the cloudy side. Down to 23 overnight. And then tomorrow, we'll actually see the sun with a high of 35. Tuesday, clouds roll back in with a high of 34. And then on Wednesday and Thursday, we have a slight chance of some snow showers under cloudy skies. 34 on Wednesday and 31 for a high on Thursday. Right now, Elkhart Lake has 23 degrees. Muskego's at 26. Lake Geneva's at 27. We have 27 degrees at uh, in Milwaukee at 921. And we also have joining us, and I, I love this event. It's Paul Combs. He is on the board of Sharp Literacy. And Paul, one of the most popular events that you sponsor during the year is going to be taking place here in the next uh, couple of weeks on Sunday, February 5th. It is Unwrapped, the Waukesha edition. Good morning, Paul. And okay, we we will get to Paul in just a minute or so. There we go. Okay, Paul, are you with us? I'm here. Thanks for having okay, me. Okay, there you are, Paul. Hey, let's talk a little bit about um, the Unwrapped Waukesha edition. Now, I, you've been doing Unwrapped for a while, but this is what the second time you're doing it in Waukesha. Second year, yeah. As you mentioned, it's 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 a really neat event. It is Sunday, February fifth, which is uh, two weeks from today. I know you had a little NFL talk and, and uh, your disappointment about the Packers not being in the playoffs, as many of us are, but uh, there's no NFL games. It's the weekend between the Super Bowl. Uh, it's at a really neat venue, uh, Wisconsin Brewing Company Park. It's the home of the Dock Hounds, and uh, it's 1 to 4 p.m. we got a really neat MC and Susan Kim from TMJ4 and family-friendly, um, and uh, just a really neat event. We have uh, – Two presenting sponsors, Libby, that uh, to, would not this would not be possible without them, and that's Baird Private Wealth Management and the ECAB Group, as well as JP Cullen. Um, and then you mentioned McDonald's. You know that their their continued uh, support of of Sharp Literacy and the Unwrapped event really allows this to be possible. So it's uh, we're looking forward to it. Two weeks from today, one o'clock at uh, Wisconsin Brewing Company Park. Well, if people aren't familiar with what Unwrapped does, and, and it's such an interesting concept, you have a number of chefs throughout the area who get together and they all are assigned certain traditional McDonald's dishes and they elevate them into really fine dining cuisine. Give us some examples either of what they're going to do this year, or what you've tasted in the past. Yeah, so... Uh, our, our chefs, I'll just highlight a few of the chefs. We've got Albanese's Roadhouse in Waukesha. Chef Christina uh, is back again this year. Steel Tank Brewing Company in Oconomowoc, Chef Jeremy, and then as well as the Wisconsin Brewing Company Park in Oconomowoc, Chefs Roberto and Chefs Tommy. And we also are going to announce a couple other chefs here uh, this week. But some of the dishes that you talked about in the past, uh, uh, Filipino, Shanghai, lettuce wraps, uh, spicy chicken and collard green egg rolls, uh, summer watermelon and goat cheese caprese salad, chili lime tortilla crusted fish fillet with jalapeno mango sauce. Uh, you getting hungry yet, Libby? Uh, and a you strawberry know- daiquiri bread pudding. So there's <laughs> really something for everyone. You know, doesn't it amaze you every year how these how these chefs 
can take just, you know, regular McDonald's and turn them into dishes like that? It is. And it really creates, a, at the venue itself, it, it really creates, uh, you know, that conversation. And not only do we talk about the food, but we talk about all the great things that Linda Kohler and her team at Sharp are doing. So it's, it's just a really very creative, unique uh, event that you just don't see very often in the area. Well, I, I know Sharp is is uh, very active in both Milwaukee County, Waukesha County. Let's talk about some of the things that Sharp Literacy does for a lot of young kids. Well, there, you know, many of these proceeds that we have, uh, you know, from, from this event here uh, two weeks from today will we'll go to support, you know, Sharp's delivery of the STEAM-based. And, and STEAM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math. And um, it's an educational program to hundreds of K-3 through fifth grade students um, and uh, educators. And in, in the Waukesha area, that's where you know, the proceeds uh, will be used for this event, Libby. It's, it goes to primarily five schools here in the area. And, and being a parent of three students myself that grew up in the Waukesha community, this is extra special to, to us. But the five elementary schools are Hatfield Elementary, La Casa, Prairie, some of you, and then Waukesha STEM. So um, this event is going to touch many, many kids and, and their families. Well, I don't think a lot of people are aware of the partnership with Carroll University with student-athletes and some of the elementary students who are in these programs. Yeah, it's been a great partnership, you know, not only with Carroll, but with uh, Marquette University. You know, Shaka Smart and his staff have been so great with, uh, you know, reading with the Golden Eagles and getting in the classroom and, and uh, having these having these student-athletes give back to to young people is is it's not only uh, beneficial to the to the kids in the classroom, Libby. Uh, from my past experience, it's it's equally as benefit for the student athletes. So, it provides these young people um, a mentor, some hope, uh, and some vision into uh, that they can do this. And uh, then they develop relationships with these young people. And uh, you know, it's not only just the reading programs; it's the it's the unwrapped events. It's um, the holiday happiness that we did at Kohl's here for, for Christmas. We were able to uh, help 80 um, students in the Waukesha area with a Kohl's gift card to, to go shopping uh, with a student athlete, with a, with a board member, with a volunteer. And, and the trickle-down effect for, for those young people to not only for them but to their family is, 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 is really what Sharp's all about. And, and like I mentioned, you know, Linda, and, and she's the CEO of Sharp, and I'm a proud board member, but her team with Catherine Best and the rest of them do a great job. They certainly do. Let's remind everybody, uh, as you said, two weeks from today, on Sunday, yep. February 5th, that is the unwrapped event. How can fans out there get more information and get tickets? Yeah, tickets are still available. Uh, we, we have uh, gained a lot of um, momentum, and uh, but they're $50 per person. Uh, the event goes from one to four. Uh, we still have sponsorships available as well. Um, you know, you can register online at sharpliteracy.org, or you can go to waukesha23givesmart.com. Um, and if you're unable to attend, you know, we, we certainly encourage you to donate to, to such a great program. And it's a lot of fun. Paul Combs with Sharp Literacy Board, thank you so much for joining us today. Libby, thank you, and thank you for your continued support of Sharp Literacy. We appreciate it. It's 927, 27 degrees at WTMJ. It's 
935 on WTMJ. I'm Libby Collins. Ah, that's the Marine Corps hymn. And for those of us who had family members of the Marines, it means a lot. As a daughter of a Marine, I'm very honored to have our next guest, Major General Charles F. Bolden, Jr. And of course, he's retired from the Marine Corps, but he is still active with the United States Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation that for decades has been helping children of military parents. And General, great to have you here today. Maybe it's great to be with you and especially great to be able to talk about the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation and the work that we do to support the children of Marines and Navy sailors who serve with Marines, as well as to talk a little bit about Fred Smith's big gift to us recently. Yeah, and I want to get into that. But before I do, tell us about who is eligible for a scholarship um, through the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation. Libby, the Scholarship Foundation has been around since 1962. It's the oldest and the largest provider of need-based scholarships for military children. And the kids who are eligible are any child of a Marine or a Navy personnel serving with Marines. So that means religious personnelmen and corpsmen for the most part. And if people want to know the very specific requirements for somebody that's eligible, I suggest people go to mcsf.org or marinecorpsscholarshipfoundation.org, and that'll give them all of the things to help determine their eligibility. I know you said you've been doing this for over 60 years. And this year, Fred Smith, who's the founder and chairman of FedEx, and he also is a Marine, he left a tremendous gift to help these kids who are eligible for these scholarships. You're absolutely right. Fred's gift of $65 million, which came to us, is going to enable us to reach more kids than we've been ever able to reach before. In fact, if you look at the value of his gift in this year alone, we're going to be able to cover the cost of more than 100 additional scholarships. Wow. And this is specifically in honor of Jesse Brown. He was the first black aviator in naval history. It's actually, you're absolutely correct, but Fred's gift of $65 million is twofold. Half of it is to go to the ongoing work of the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation with those scholarships to sons and daughters of Marines and Navy personnel serving with Marines. But his stipulation was that we would use half of it for a new fund called the Brown-Hudner Fund or the Brown-Hudner Navy Scholarship Foundation. And that targets children of Naval personnel who want to study the STEM fields of science, technology, engineering, and math, and the health sciences. So people ask, what's the difference? The difference is anybody who is the son or daughter of a Marine or a Navy person serving at the Marine Corps can get a scholarship and study anything they want. But the Brown-Hudner Scholarship Fund is focused on really trying to get kids into the STEM fields, into science, technology, engineering, math, and the health sciences. And it also is designated for children of Navy sailors. So slight difference, but, but that's basically it. How important is it to our military to have young men and women who are interested in those STEM fields? It is vital for us in the military. If you look at the Navy alone, today we have what we consider to be a nuclear Navy. I'm a Naval Academy graduate. Anybody that goes to the Naval Academy, no matter what their major, they take a basic engineering curriculum that prepares them to be able to serve on Navy ships, most of which are nuclear-powered. So today's Navy, Marine Corps, all the militaries require kids that are pretty able to cope with math and science and uh, technical 
areas. It's not my dad's Navy or not my dad's Marine Corps anymore. Well, that's what I was going to say, is what is today's Marine Corps like? My dad served, well, we're not going to go back into the years, but he was. it, it, it was probably before your time, General. But tell us about so. the Marine Corps today and what it offers for young people who are interested in serving in our military. You know, today, the Marine Corps, the Navy, all the military services offer the opportunity to get uh, education beyond what a kid got in high school. And we really encourage them to focus on technical areas because we need people who are pretty savvy in data systems and computer science. The newest field is cybersecurity. So people who are very astute in working with computers, but more importantly, being able to help us detect and deter people who want to interfere with our computers that power our weapon systems or our data systems for pay and allowances, you know, you name it. So cybersecurity is one of the booming areas of endeavor for the Marine Corps. And I think all the other services also. I know you said you went to the Naval Academy. Why'd you choose the Marines? Or did they choose you? No, you know, today the Marine Corps and all the branches choose the graduates of Naval Academy and ROTC programs and the like. I chose the Marine Corps contrary to what I said I was going to do when I came out of high school. I swore I wouldn't even consider being a Marine, and I definitely would not think about flying airplanes. But my very first year, my company officer was a young Marine Corps major, an infantry officer by the name of Major John Riley Love, who was much like my dad. He was tough but unbelievably fair. And he so impressed me in that one year that I was with him, my very freshman year at the Naval Academy, when it came time to graduate, I looked back and I said, I can do anything I want to do, but I want to be like him. I want to be like Major Love. So I left the Naval Academy, accepted a commission in the United States Marine Corps, intending to be an infantry officer, but found out I didn't like crawling around in the mud. And, uh, (laughs) And I'd also married my wonderful wife by then, who really didn't like that idea and wanted me to go to Pensacola to learn how to fly airplanes, which I did not want to do. But I found out back then that, as usual, she was right, and I went to flight school and uh, fell in love with aviation, and the rest is history. And in just two minutes, General Bolton talks about the connection between the scholarship we're discussing and a certain movie. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Week in Morning News, 942. Take it easy out there if you're driving, because there's some light snow around that will continue at least for the next hour or two. Get up to about 33 degrees tonight, partly cloudy, down to 23. Sun comes back tomorrow. We'll have a high of 35. More clouds on Tuesday. It looks like Wednesday and Thursday. That's our next chance for some snow showers with temperatures in the low 30s right now. Port Washington is 26 degrees. Oak Creek's at 27. In Franklin, it is 27. We have 27 degrees at WTMJ at 944. We're going to get to sports in just a moment. But before we do, let's go back to Major General Charlie Bolton, who has uh, some thoughts about two recent films with ties to the Marines and Navy. I have seen Top Gun Maverick, and it is awesome. I have also seen Devotion, which is the movie that tells the story of Jesse Brown, the Navy's first black aviator, and Tom Hudner, who was a Naval Academy graduate, but two unlikely partners who came together in their squadron, gained an incredible amount of respect and devotion to one another, and that's kind of where the title of the movie comes from, and I won't tell you anymore. 
And that, of course, brings us back to the Brown-Hudner Navy Scholarship Foundation. And let's remind everyone, if they have children who are interested, particularly in the field of STEM, that that scholarship is available for them if they had parents who served in the Navy. And how can they get more information? If they want more information, I encourage them to go to our website, the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation website. It's MCSF. Dot org, and then look for Brown Hudner or look for scholarships. And that'll tell them whether they're eligible or not and how to apply. And the applications for this year will open on the 1st of March. So I am encouraging every kid who is eligible, please think about it and get your application in. People ask frequently, why does the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation still need money? Well, even with the $65 million gift, we can't reach every child of a Marine should they all decide they want to apply. And what we promise to Marines is we'll take care of their kids, and we want to be able to provide a scholarship for every single child who is a son or daughter of a Marine or a sailor working with Marines, and now through Brown-Hudner to do the same for any of them who are interested in STEM courses. And we need people's donations in order to do that. Well, sir, you are doing wonderful things for young people, and thank you for all your years of service. Major General Charles F. Bolden. Is it okay if I sign off with you, sir, by saying Semper Fi? Take care, Lady. Semper Fi. It's 946, running a little bit late, but we were just a minute away from Dominic Catroni on Sports right here on WTMJ. We start with a battle for first place in the Horizon League. Youngstown State in town taking on the Milwaukee Panthers. Panthers break the pressure. Freeman lob it up. Ahmad Rand will send it down and bring this crowd to their feet. My goodness. Scott Warris on the call on 101.7 The Truth. The Panthers win 88-75 to behind a career-high 30 points from B.J. Freeman. The Panthers led for virtually the last 30 minutes of the game. Head coach Bart Lundy on their success. Our guys gave just a just a huge defensive effort um, you know we got rebounds when we needed to uh, got stops when we needed to uh, and uh, just couldn't be couldn't be more proud of their of their effort the Marquette Golden Eagles are also flirting with first place in Big East play Nolik gives into the corner Cam Jones will try a three perfect oh baby <laughs> Steve Homer true on the call as Marquette dominates Seton Hall and sweeps the season series a 74-53 final Cam Jones led all scorers with 22 points, including 5 of 9 from 3. As for the Milwaukee Bucks, they're still trying to figure things out without Giannis Adetokounmpo. He missed his fifth straight game Saturday with knee soreness as the Bucks fall to the Cavs 114-102. Both Drew Holiday and Bobby Portis had double-doubles in the loss, but offensively, head coach Mike Budenholzer thought there was more to be found. We just got a little bit stagnant, and um, you know, I think, I think against this team and their length and, and everything, I don't think that's you know to anybody's advantage. And the NFL divisional round has got going on Saturday. Two games. The Chiefs defeat the Jags 27-20, to despite Patrick Mahomes rolling his ankle in the second quarter. And the Eagles absolutely dominate the Giants 38-7. to Two more games today. A rematch of the Bengals and Bills' emotional Monday night football contest. That game is in Buffalo at 2 o'clock on CBS. And the nightcap is the 49ers hosting the Cowboys as the rivalry shifts to the postseason. That game kicks at 5.30 on Fox. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. 
watching Patrick Mahomes play on literally one leg. That was an amazing game last night. All right, coming up to, uh, let's see, it's 9.50. In just a couple minutes, what would it be like to have somebody like David Letterman work for you? We're going to talk to a man who, well, he hired David Letterman when he was first getting started. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. It's 9.53, right now 27 degrees at WTMJ. Jeff Smolian is a legend in the broadcast industry. He writes about his experiences and never ride a roller coaster upside down. And I had the opportunity to talk with Jeff about some of the people he hired through the years. I ended up managing a station that was News Talk and largely famous for the fact that David Letterman was our first midday guy. Oh, we got to talk about that. David was terrific, and David said, I'm going to do this for a year, and then I'm going to go to Hollywood and see if I can become a writer and a comedian, and the rest is history. Well, all right, and you bring up David Letterman, so we definitely have to talk about him, and for individuals who aren't familiar in Indiana, he grew up and went to school at Ball State in Muncie and was on TV as a weatherman. Right. Yes. David was a weatherman, and we gave him a talk show. So what was it about him that you saw him on TV and you said, okay, this guy can do talk radio? Well... David is just one of the quickest, funniest human beings of all time. And uh, even though the station really was a talk station that was really, really targeted toward older people. And David and I were both we were both the same exact age for five days apart. He was a 25 year old guy talking to older people. So it wasn't a perfect fit, but it was hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Well, you used to get some complaints about him, didn't you? Yeah, I had I, my favorite one was one day I came back from lunch and a listener called and said, you know, Letterman's a communist. And I said, well, why do you think he's a communist? And he said, well, I was saying there's a lot of communists in the suburb of Carmel. And you know what he said? And I said, no, what did he say? And he said, well, I think you got to give the communist Carmel. He said, the schools are overcrowded. The football team's lousy. You can never find a parking space. Let's give the communist Carmel and hold the line at the next suburb. And that was David. I'm sitting here in downtown Indianapolis looking at our monument, and one day David said, well, the city of Indianapolis has sold its monument to Guam, and Guam is giving us a 300-foot celery stalk. And listeners were calling. They were just furious. How could we get rid of the monument? And David said, well, you know, 300 feet of celery in downtown Indianapolis will really make it much greener, much more attractive. So David did all sorts of crazy stuff. If you've ever been to Carmel, Indiana, David Letterman may have had a point. Okay, you can hear the entire WTMJ conversation with Jeff Smolian this morning at 11 a.m. I know you will enjoy it. But before that, here after the news, it's going to be the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian and David Wickert. And David, um, sometimes you like surprises, sometimes you (laughs) don't. But you had quite a surprise at the office the other day. We did. And so um, the surprise announcement at the end of the week, and I guess I, I, I didn't, my crystal ball had to have been broken because it was a surprise to us and I think lots in the mortgage business. But so Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, kind of the two big mortgage uh, gargantuans, they've got a parent, we'll call it their regulator, the Federal Housing Finance Authority Agency, I should say. And they had a surprise announcement because they are adding changes to how mortgages get priced, which is going to impact interest rates and closing costs on, I'm going to say the most popular mortgage that people take out when they buy, which is a 30-year fixed. And so I think a lot of times folks, I'm going to say that they think they would call in to Acuna and say, hey, what's the rate? As if there's only, you know, the rate, the the one rate. 
And in truth now, and this was true before, but now there's there are many variables that go into how we come up with an interest rate that we can offer a buyer. I think, Libby, maybe the most common one that folks know is credit score, right? Sure. Um, and in addition to that, things like, you know, down payment, you know, obviously there's a difference in risk between folks putting 5% down versus 45% down. And it's even been true, you know, it's the difference between your primary home if you're going to live there versus an investment property. But I think now more than ever, what dad and I are going to cover during the show at 1007 is that because there's even more variables now in how Acunet comes up with what your interest rate and closing costs are, it means who you call to get your mortgage matters more than ever because there's not just the one rate. There are many ways that we're going to arrive at the best way that we can line up financing for a home purchase. That was a big surprise. We're going to get into the nitty gritty details after the news uh, and looking forward to diving into some stories from the front lines of mortgage and real estate as well. Coming up, 1007. Stick around. It's the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show right here on WTMJ. I'm Libby Collins. I'll be back at 11.05 with WTMJ Conversations. It's a great day ahead on WTMJ.